Welcome to Trojan Talk, episode 53. I'm Cole Purvis, joined as always by Troy Bulldog and Josh Pulsifer. And back on the Trojan Talk desk is our guy, Jeff Christianberry. We're in, we're in the quad box today. Quad box. So how are we doing today, boys? <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to have to edit together a new quad box after this episode, so I don't know. I'll let you know later. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. It's Thursday. We're doing good. TA football, as we always start with, coming off of a 35-21 to loss against Class C Levitt on homecoming. They went into the halftime break up 21-6. to You were, of course, on the sidelines for that game. Troy and I had the broadcast. You were watching online. So we all got to see kind of what happened. Levitt really took over and imposed their will in the second half. Uh, what was the one thing that you guys kind of did wrong there in the second half to let that game slip away? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we preach consistency in our program um, and the effort level and just our execution was not consistent as it was in the first half. You know, first half we played perhaps one of our best halves of football all season. Uh, in the second half, we played the polar opposite of that, um, and you saw what happened. Um, you know, I think from Levitt's standpoint, you know, they kind of, you know, put the ball in the hands of the best player in the state of Maine, Noah Carpenter, their dual-threat quarterback, uh, can do it all, was last year's uh, reigning Gatorade Player of the Year. So, you know, I think they kind of changed their game plan up a little bit and just said, let's give him the rock and let's see what he can do. And certainly, you know, he does what he does best, and he dominates games. And, again, credit to them. They uh, came in here on a tough afternoon. We were at a packed full house for homecoming. Uh, energy was high, you know, coming off a uh, great first half performance. They really came out and uh, kicked our butt. So credit to Levitt. I mean, yeah, TA completely lost the momentum, and then they were just kind of crawling from behind. There was a bunch of costly penalties, and, and I know one of the big ones was kind of that roughing the punter call, that one which mm. potentially controversial because Carpenter kind of got hit a little late, but, you know, he, he kind of tucked the ball. It looked like he might run for it, and then he got hit. So, I don't know, a little controversial, but I won't even comment on that. But still, big penalties nonetheless. They got a first down on that play, um, and then they ended up scoring a touchdown. And then, obviously, Noah Carpenter made big plays on the ground and through the air, and it's tough to win when you're giving up the big play. And, Jeff, I know you've been watching this team all season long. What have been your thoughts so far as we're almost done the regular season? Well, it's interesting because there are – a little similarity to the Patriots, and obviously not the record or anything else. Where, where I mention that is this because of you know the team. It doesn't have as many high-end superstars as it has in the past. Um, there's just a little. There's so little room for error, especially on offense. Like if you get a penalty for 10 yards. That could be the end of the drive, whereas in past days you had, I mean, name the player that you could have, you know, Anthony Bracamani, Andrew Libby, that could break a, a play on every single play. And while T.A. has some great players on offense, a lot of inexperience coming into this year, and it just seems that, like, in the second half of that game, once once Levitt got up by two scores, it's like, gosh, where what's the pathway to come back and tie this game? So I think that's really, uh, in general, I, I saw a little bit, I was driving back to Maine, so I didn't see all of the second half, but it just seemed like once the ball gets rolling downhill, who's going to be that guy that's going to step up and say, you know what, I'm taking over this game on offense, I'm going to pound the rock or I'm going to you know, break away for a 60-yard touchdown and change momentum. And I think first half, you're able to kind of contain it. But once you know, the halftime adjustments, when Lovett could see like where the weaknesses were on TA, they were able to exploit that a little bit, and TA just didn't have an answer. And I think that's where I've seen in the losses, um, some of them tight, some of them not so tight, that it's just having that player or two that can just like take over a game, either on offense or defense, um, which right now just hasn't happened. But I mean, on the positive side, unlike the Patriots, who their season's over, you know, TA's in great shape to you know get a high seed in the playoffs. And the way that Class A, I mean, look, they don't have to play Levitt again. Whatever happens at Bedford this week, they don't have to play them again. So you're just talking about Bonnie Eagle and maybe Portland or Oxford Hills, which all those games were close. So I think that's mm -hmm. it's it's not time to get disappointed. Just disappointed in the effort in the second half, and you hope that if that starts happening again that you know team has the mental fortitude to say you know what we're not going to let this happen again let's let's fight back you know start of the second half Noah Carpenter breaks off a big run for the touchdown and you're not thinking that's the end of the world because he's probably the best player in the state and he's going to make his um 
mark on the game at some point, but then you go back and fumble and give him the ball right back. I'm not sure if that was a possession after, but it was shortly after. Then you go back to some individual moments where T.A. was really not super disciplined. There was a third down and 10. Levitt had the ball up seven deep into Trojans, to, into um, their own territory. Third and 10, a perfect chance for the Trojans to get off the field and go back and tie the game. They give up the big play. Will Keach, the receiver for Levitt, was awesome in this game. Made an absolutely incredible catch along the sideline, um, which it looks like in the in the replay, he did barely get a foot down. Just mm-hmm. nothing Brady Kiesel could have really done about that one. He covered him very well. Just an incredible catch. So um, just some great plays by Levitt, and um, they're probably going to cruise to the Class C state championship. They, so. they go through Oxford Hills and TA, beat both of those teams, also beat Lewiston, who's Class A. So they're an incredible team. Um, but like you said, TA still a great chance, as good of a chance as anybody really to take home the Class A crown this year. As you mentioned, Bedford, New Hampshire this week, second year in a row that you guys have played them. Mm-hmm. Um, lost a close one at home last year. Bedford comes in 7-0. and They're currently the highest seed in Division One, which is basically New Hampshire's version of Class A. Yeah. What's one thing you guys are going to need to do this week even if you don't come out on top to get yourselves back on track for the final game of the regular season and then the playoffs after that yeah we've had such a tough schedule this year this might even be the best team we've played um, to believe that um, they're a very athletic team uh, their line is athletic and big and strong uh, they don't have any huge guys but they're just an athletic team up front their quarterback uh, is an excellent thrower he's going to throw the ball all over the place Friday night uh, they've got skill guys to compliment him too uh, they have not had a close game this year in New Hampshire they have blown out just about every single opponent. I think they've only been down once uh, in the last four weeks at wow. any point in a the game. They've only punted once uh, since September. They have not punted in the month of October. Um, so just to kind of put that in perspective, they're a very dynamic team. They control the ball well. They can throw it when they want. Um, they've got. Uh, they just had their homecoming last week. They won that as well um, at home. So uh, they're, they're a team that's uh, on the rise in New Hampshire. They're definitely uh, probably the top team uh, in that Division One. Um, and again, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, talking about what do we want to look for, I mean, I think – the consistency factor that we talked about earlier, we want to see that for four quarters. You know, can you compete with the upper echelon teams, not only here in Maine, like we did last week with Levitt, but across the border, too. Um, there's a sense of pride as well for Maine teams. Um, the Maine high schools, uh, the record show, have not done great this year against our New Hampshire opponents. Uh, so this would be a nice way to kind of uh, hopefully cap that Maine New Hampshire series uh, with a victory Friday night uh, at Bedford, but certainly going to be a tough test. And uh, we're just going to need to execute consistently, not turn the ball over. Uh, we got to protect better on the line. Uh, defensively, we've got to stop the run. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, that you can look at after a loss. But it's one of those things where if anybody can come up with a defensive game plan, it'll be Coach Kiesel. Like he, mm-hmm. He's been there before. The weather's going to be a factor. It looks like it's mm-hmm. going to be rain the whole game. Which Do they play on turf? Or they do play on turf, yeah. Okay. So, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. And look, I, I think in general, you know, this game, a win would be awesome. Again, looking at the crab trees, which we may talk about in a second. You know, it may not matter that big in the end. Obviously, get the win, it would help. I just think in general, though, the, the New Hampshire experiment should be done on for this year because mm-hmm. you saw earlier where there, this year, maybe you guys talked about it, where there was like a, a weather delay and then the team's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're not coming back because these games don't count for New Hampshire, but they do count for us yep. in some circumstances. So I think now that Class A is getting a little bit beefier again with Portland and other teams that are playing up as they should, this should be the last year. I mean, it'll be fun. I mean, I, I might not go because of the rain. <laughs> it's a far away. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's cool to play different teams, but I hope that this is the last year we have to do this. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we talked about earlier off the air how TA probably should be playing Noble this week. That's the one Class A South team that uh, they don't play this year. And I think next year in this scenario, you're probably playing Noble since they're mm -hmm. you're in their division. Um, and to touch on those Class A South Crabtree points, TA's in first right now despite the three losses just because of the strength of the three teams that they've played. Noble having a surprisingly good season in second place. They could host a home playoff game. Mm -hmm. uh, Bonnie Eagle in third. They almost beat Oxford Hills and then killed Sanford this week. Mm -hmm. um, they're de probably the second strongest team in this division right now. Of course, TA beat them early on in the season. Um, Sanford fourth, they're really reeling right now. Uh, Jordan Bisonette, their star player, is dealing with an injury. Uh, South Portland fifth, they're looking to kind of be in that race with Sanford for the four mm -hmm. seed. And then Scarborough sixth, who TA will face um, a week from tonight at yep. Hill Stadium on senior night. Some other updates around TA, fall sports, boys soccer, lost in double overtime at Biddeford on Tuesday night. They'll finish the season at 3-9-2. and two. Uh, Girls soccer beat Deering 4-0 on senior night on Tuesday. They finished the regular season with 10 wins three losses and a tie finishing fourth in class a south they will have a home playoff game um and we might be broadcasting that one we'll have mm -hmm. to see the date and time and the opponent of that one field hockey finishes off their season four nine and one they had been playing better recently we broadcasted a game that they did against Wyndham, winning one to nothing and then they tied a good falmouth team who's kind of at the top there in class a um Volleyball finished as the 10th seed. That'll be the first uh, TA sports playoff game of the year. That's tonight against Portland, who's the 7th seed in the preliminary matchup. Um, and uh, so that's uh, all for I'll me. make a quick comment on the boys' soccer game because I was actually there at Biddeford the other night. Um, tough loss. I mean, I, I hadn't been following them much this year, um, but score a penalty kick in the first minute to go up. Basically, the way the crowd, I was sitting right behind, right, right in front of Mr. Mendros, who's the heel point guru around here <laughs> and basically the situation was there were other teams involved like we were like minusculely behind Chevrolet. Biddeford is right behind us so a win or a tie would would have gotten us into the playoffs as the last seed Chevrolet lost that night to I think Portland so like that was the open the door right mm -hmm. so we score in the first minute um, kind of held tough for a while. They scored to tie it. We scored to take the lead two to one. With about a minute and a half to go, they scored to tie it, which was devastating. Uh, but it's still, it's like, all right, we just hold on for 10 minutes in overtime. We get in the playoffs. First overtime was uneventful. Second overtime with about a minute and a half to go. Again, just a short breakaway, chipped it over the keeper. Biddeford celebrates. I think they end up making the playoffs because all three teams were within like yeah. decimal points of each other in heels. And um, we just couldn't get it done. It's just one of those things where defensively just broke down a few times like they were playing great and all of a sudden it's just one quick through ball that seems to be their kind of Achilles heel all year so tough mm -hmm. loss for them um, definitely some disappointed seniors on the team to not make the playoffs which we're used to their boys soccer team you know hasn't won states or anything but they they're consistently in the playoffs mm -hmm. um, so disappointing end to them especially losing to Biddeford like that yeah it was a tough season for coach Carlson's team I know he talked to me about kind of a lot of reshuffling guys guys that didn't have big roles last year had to step in and play a lot more this year um, a really young team and I'm sure they'll be back and better next year um and then like i said volleyball tonight we'll see if they can pull off an upset it's only the 7 10 matchup so they they could do it at portland high school um but for now we'll switch over to the nfl and talk about the new england patriots and i'll start with you on this one because you haven't been with us oh. all year to talk about this team one and five right now losing to the raiders um at least at least it was a close game in vegas and it didn't end the way it did last year um at their it's at their stadium bar. but yeah bar. yeah i know say, oh. i was at that big that is low i was at that raiders game last year yes yeah. not good so I, i'll give you the floor um 
you think Bill should make it past the season? What do they do with Mac Jones after this year? And overall, what's been the what's been the problem with the well? Patriots? Look, this is uh, it's kind of a, a vindicating moment for me because oh my god, Mr. Pulsifer can attest in some of our other group chats. Like I have been preaching for about a year and a half to two years that this team stinks. Their talent stinks, and they got so incredibly lucky last year to play. They beat one starting quarterback last year, and that was Jared Goff early in the year when Detroit stunk. The rest of their wins last year were against backups or even third string guys. Their team has been bad for years because of their bad drafting and their poor choices on um, um, of quarterback, obviously Cam Newton, and obviously some of the other free agents that they've signed, where it's like John o. Smith, either he stinks or all that. Now, he, now he's fine. So I think you can't, you can't anymore separate Bill as a coach and the GM because yes. as the coach... You know, we keep saying, oh, he's a great coach if he just had somebody else picking the players. But this is the game, this is the type of game that he wants to play. He wants to play the game that he played in the 90s, the game he played with Brady, which is good defense, you know, not spending money on, on weapons, on offense, and it's just not working anymore. And if you watch, it was two weeks ago or whatever, I was watching Bill's Dolphins, and that was a different sport that they were playing than what mm -hmm. we play. Mm -hmm. The You know, you look at the top teams now, you look at the 49ers, you look at some of these other teams, their offenses, they may, may not have the best players, Miami does, but 49ers, like, they, Brock Purdy's good but not great, I think, but they're playing so out of this world in terms of creativity on offense, and we just don't want to do that, even with Bill O'Brien. You saw last week, I think it's abysmal that, first of all, the two, two things that I think that I'm more, most upset about Bill, one was against the Saints, when they when he punted on the forty yard line when they were only down when they were down twenty four or whatever like they just punted basically quitting and then last week when he decides to to not even put Zappy on the game day roster which I'm not saying Zappy should start but if Mac Jones got hurt they did not have a quarterback on the roster because Malik Cunningham is not a quarterback like he played a handful of snaps in the preseason so if to put his team in that position it's almost like he's trying to stick it to Bob Kraft for some reason so look. It's time for him to go. If he's not going to change significantly, you can't just throw in another GM there and hope he changes. He's obviously does not want to change. His antics at the press conferences are kind of pathetic, considering it's his team. You know, he prides himself on spending all this money on special teams, guys. Their special teams is awful. It has been for three years. They got rid of Nick Folk, who is pretty awesome, and they got this rookie guy who, you know, can't make a kick most of the time. So what's a realistic goal? I mean, I'm all I'm tankapalooza now. Like, you have to get a top yep. two or three yep. pick to reset. Mac Jones, again, is he an awful quarterback? No, but... I, what I don't like about Mac Jones is his attitude. You go after the games, I don't know if it's just what Bill has told him, but he's like, yeah, just got to play better, just got to, like, no, your job is online. You're going to be out of the league in a couple of years if you keep playing like this, if you play, like, scared, which is what he's doing. So, like, show some passion, show some fight, and if he's doing that at press conferences, maybe he's doing that back in the locker room, too. He's not a leader. Again, he could go on another team and be a great backup or maybe even a starter. If he was a starter for the 49ers or the Raiders, maybe he's a, you know, a top 15 quarterback, you know, that 12 to 15 range. But it's just not working here, so I think you just got to clean house, hit the ball. At some point, that's why I hated the last couple of years where we're kind of like treading around 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, snuck in the playoffs a couple of years ago, which gave people some false hope. No, we got to bottom out. People need to see that this roster has almost no talent. If I asked you to name the top five Patriots for talent, you put Judon at the top, Christian Gonzalez, number two, maybe, who's a, a, a rookie cornerback? And then who? Like, who are you going to talk about? Like, Hunter Henry, maybe? Like, they don't have any kind of talent on defense or offense. It's a disaster. But I'm kind of vindicated because it's time just to wipe the slate clean. And if Bill can't change, I'm sorry. You can't just sit here and get Shula's record because at this point it's going to take you five or six years to do it. So that's it. Patriots stink. That's it, it sucks because you go into Sunday and you're like, well, I'm going to watch this game, but I know it doesn't really mean anything because we're going to lose. Like the next two weeks we're going to get slaughtered. And I almost 
Cardinals hope that they don't like sneak in a few wins against the Colts and now that Richardson's out like they may get some cheap wins and get to like 6-11 and 11, and Bill could be like well you know if you just turn around we're almost in the playoffs no we're miles away from contending it's time to move on I don't want to see it I, it sucks it has to end this way but it's time I'm not saying Gerard Mayo I'm not confident that he's the answer but change it up get Caleb Williams get somebody else in here um, because it's not just quarterback position you need to redo the line the fact that he went into the season sorry I'm just ranting here now the fact that he went into the season with this offensive line is a, is a, is is a is an embarrassment to the franchise to go with these personnel and Adrian Clem who's not a good offensive line coach he basically got fired by the Steelers mm-hmm. he does you know he's just he was Oregon going to just let him go last year basically so like, okay. I mean the like, Steelers yeah. in the middle of the season Steelers like yeah if you want to go to Oregon you go for yeah. it and it's yeah. like and the Steelers are an organization that does not fire people and they were just like, yeah, go ahead. And then after one year, he leaves Oregon. So I'm not, and I don't even think Dante Taraneke can make this this offensive line good. They can make him serviceable, but that's you look at that right there. Now you can say, in no way, shape, or form is that offensive line ever going to succeed. No. So as you know, as a coach, when you're not putting your players in a position to succeed, it's really on you. So yeah. I think he needs to own it. And I, I think right now he's just being petty and kind of saying to Bob Kraft, look, I wanted to keep Garoppolo, or I wanted to do this, or I didn't want to draft Mac Jones. But now it's really on him. His legacy is getting, I don't want to say permanently tarnished, but it definitely is going to have a black eye if he you know, just goes on bad terms. So I think he just means like, look, i got to move on or i got to change. Yeah. I think just to recap what Jeff said there, number one, <laughs> and these are my thoughts too. Number one, I, I think, as he perfectly said, this has been a long time coming, and it's just kind of, built now and it's snowballed to the point where you're one in five you know it's a series of bad drafts it's a series of not identifying the modern nfl talent that you need and it's some bad coaching decisions okay the offensive line is the worst line in the nfl and it's not even a question i think mac jones is an okay quarterback i do you too. know I, I i don't think even that's even a hot take i think he's good i think he needs some help you know i was watching you know advanced analytics stuff on x or twitter and like he has like at some times 1.3 seconds to get the ball off before he's being sacked like that's inexcusable that's just inexcusable i don't know if it's a scheme thing i don't know if it's an effort thing i think it's a combination of both where it's a bad scheme and i think the players know it's a bad scheme so they're giving less effort you know, that's what I think has happened at this point. And it shows. It shows every single time. Mac Jones is not a running quarterback. So when he's scrambling for his life out there, that's when he's throwing interceptions. If he has a pocket, he's not throwing picks. I mean, I think that's pretty clear at this point. So when he has time to set up, I was watching some of his rookie year highlights from two years ago. Like, we're not talking a decade. We're talking two years. He throws darts. You know, he can read defenses. I don't think it's a mental thing with him. I think it's a physical thing. When he's on the run, he feels pressure, just like any other quarterback would. He's he's not going to make good decisions. Yeah, he threw a dime to Devontae Parker yeah. in the Raiders game last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, he can throw the ball. I don't think this is a Mac problem. Um, I think this is an offensive line problem. I think it's a drafting problem. I think it's a personnel problem. And, again, a coaching problem. Um, you know, do we need Bill to go? You know, I'm not ready to go there. I, I think we need a GM, though. I think we need a, per, a director of professional scouting, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Someone besides Bill, GM, if you want to call it GM, that gives Bill what they want. And you say, Bill, you got to work within the framework of what we're constructing. And if you don't, okay, now it's time to go. That's the conversation that's going to happen. And, and it has to happen. I don't it think Bill's going to allow that to happen. No, it, and then it, if he it, doesn't, then, yeah. then, he, then he goes. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at their drafts. I mean, I'm just looking at like, their 2021 draft. Everyone finally said they have a great draft. Yeah, Mac Jones. Barmore, who's been good at he's, some points, he's, he's all right. He's like all right. Ronnie Perkins, no, doesn't not here anymore. Ramondre Stevenson has been a big disappointment this yep. year. Cam McGrone, not here Still anymore. Still a fourth round pick, though. Considering yeah, right. yeah, I'm yeah, saying, but, but the, uh, these other teams are hitting on these draft picks. So like, that was a great draft by the Patriots. Yeah. Everyone said, and really, you have 
one and a half players that are actually yeah. impact and one, players. One so. thing that's getting lost in this is remember Ernie Adams? Oh yeah, oh, the, Ernie. the overseeing Pink stripes. Pink scouting stripes. and everything, and yeah, uh, and he's now gone. he's gone. So, you know, you lost Dante Scarnecchia, you lost Ernie Adams, you, you lost know. Tom Brady, you lost Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, that's, that covered up so yeah. many mistakes, you know. And I mean, I know what people like to crap on Josh McDaniels, but you lost Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, I think his scheme worked, and I think him and Bill worked together really well. And yeah. now you don't have that the last two years, and. You see what you get. Um, you know, I, I think internally, you know, I wouldn't discount Bill O'Brien being the next head coach. You know, we keep talking Gerard Mayo, but why not Bill O'Brien? He's done it before. He's had success everywhere he goes. I know the Texans thing didn't end great, but he still won games there. I mean, I wouldn't discount that as an idea. The only thing, the only reason I, I, I do like Bill O'Brien, the thing is, though, with the way that Gerard Mayo's whole situation happened last yeah, year, where they basically said, don't go, you know, don't yeah. go, um, you know, interview with other teams, it's got to be some kind of inside deal. Yeah, be like, we're not yeah. only going to pay you a lot, but you're the next guy. But mm-hmm. could be. I don't think you can really blame Ramondre Stevenson or Ezekiel Elliott for their kind of subpar performance. No. I mean, Zeke actually had a pretty good game, and I know he had that long touchdown mm-hmm. that got called back. I think you blame the O line for that. But to go back to Bill, like, should he be let go? Will he be let go? Uh, Willie, I mean, it just seems hard to believe that he'll be let go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been for he's been with the franchise forever. He's done so much for the franchise. I mean, you know, it's just hard to believe that he would be he would be gone. Um, but I mean, the way that he's been doing things the last couple of years, it's like. It's like, come on, bro. He, <laughs> I want you to say that to him at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Come on, bro. No, <laughs> I, mean, I just don't think he's meeting the modern NFL. No, and he's got this, like, boys club that he's created. I mean, he's got his sons coaching for him, his old buddies. He's bringing in Adrian Clem, who used to used to be his player. I mean, mm-hmm. all the guys on the, on the coaching staff are just his old pals. He doesn't, or, or sons. Right, or yeah. sons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the nepotism, like... It's not like he's not really going out and trying to find the best guys anymore. He's just trying to, you know, get a group of his old buddies. Hey, why don't we? Hey, you guys want to help me coach an NFL team this year? I think it should be fun. Uh, like they're yes men. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. Um, and then so it's you know when he's doing this, it's like it's tough to really say that he is still super deserving, but. It's it's really hard to say like oh Bill Belichick deserves to no longer be a coach in the NFL but and then in terms of Mac um, he doesn't deserve to be a starting NFL quarterback the way he's been playing recently that doesn't mean he won't be capable of doing that in the future but just the way he's been playing recently is just not acceptable but I also think Mac like we've mentioned I don't think I think he's far from the only problem I think I mean you have. You're, the receivers that you have, they're not getting open at all. And when they do get open, you got people like Devontae Parker who have bricks for hands, can't catch anything. And then your O-line is horrifically bad. I mean, you can't – like you said, he has like 1.3 seconds. It's hard to really judge a quarterback when he has no time. He just has to flick the ball out immediately to a receiver that's not open or if he is – Clank right off the hands, like. But it wasn't his fault. He said he got the fingertips. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. No, it's it's really ridiculous. I think if Mac Jones is in a situation that was more complimentary, it would definitely be a different story. But still, that said, the way he's been playing is unacceptable. And if he's going to continue to play this way, I have no problem with them going in another direction. I don't think that other direction is on the team, though. So we'll see how that goes. And then in terms of expectations for the rest of the season, obviously, like. We're not making the playoffs, so and we don't deserve to. Playoffs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think at this point, yeah, it's like you said, it's going to be 
like tanking. We're just going to have to tank, hope we get a decent draft pick, maybe get a decent player. I mean, I don't know. The, the other interesting question... there's some really good Division two guards available. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the the such a great yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see, I mean, if there will be talks of maybe like a, a new role for Bill. Like maybe he'll still be the head coach. Maybe they'll try and take away his GM rights. But then it's like, I don't really see Bill Belichick being okay with that. Like, I don't no, think he no. would... He would probably just retire. He's like, you're going to no. take away my GM rights. I'm done. Yeah. We're done. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, obviously, there are so many issues uh, really all across the board. Yeah, no better example of somebody just being a shell of themselves than Bill Belichick, who, as you mentioned, losing McDaniels, losing um, Ernie Adams, and, uh, of course, Tom Brady. You need your guys around you to kind of push you, and that's what fueled Bill for so many years. And I'm not saying he got carried by those guys. Bill was a huge part of the success for a long time. um, But he lost what really made him go, and you're starting to see it now. Um, Almost out of time here, but I want to give Jeff the floor to talk about his top five teams in the NFL. I had you make a list, and yep. after two unbeatens go down this week, should be interesting to see. Yeah, so I'm going to count down. I actually put six, because I think there's really six teams that stand out. Six, I have the Jags. I think, uh, you know, obviously mm. started off the season not great. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl contenders yet, but I, I like the way, I like their spunk, you know, I like the way that they fight back. So I think they're definitely a little bit lower than the other teams. Jags at six, five is the Lions. I'm finally becoming a believer, even though I think Dan Campbell is kind of a tool. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's entertaining, but I just I can't imagine that that kind of you know that kind of and Jared Goff like I don't know I don't know how they're doing it but they're doing it um, I still think that they have some weaknesses. You want to know how they're doing it? I'll tell you. Grit, right? Grit, man. grit but but, no. but guess who else preaches grit? Who's that? Bill Belichick. Oh my gosh! It's the Patriots model. They're running the ball. I just always worried that Dan Campbell's going to have a heart model. attack because I mean, his veins are always pumping so much. I'm like, he's going to like die on the sideline. Ten seconds here. Ten seconds. Sorry to cut you off. That 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 is literally the Patriots. This is like the Patriots if it was done right with the right personnel. Just gonna say. You're saying so he should be the next coach of the Patriots. No, I'm just saying they drafted the right players to execute that concept. Yeah. Uh, number four is the Chiefs. I still think they're. You know, I would still if I had to put money on who's going to the Super Bowl, I'd still put the Chiefs because it's Mahomes and he's great. I still think their weapons aren't that like aren't amazing, uh, especially on offense. Uh, besides him, obviously, and Kelsey. Um, so I think they have some weaknesses there. Three, the Eagles. I saw them in person week one. Besides the tush push, I mean, which is revolutionary, which I hate. I think they should out a lot. That's for another day. Um, yeah, I think they're up there. I still, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not sold yet on Hurts to be able to win a Super Bowl. Two is the Dolphins. They're, they're have a ridiculous amount of weapons. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel is one of those guys where if he was my coach, I'd probably love him. Um, he could get annoying. If again, if they start losing, that shtick that he has might get really annoying. Yeah, but right now, I, I'm already. But annoyed. you watch him, and it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, he knows how to. I mean, his offense is so creative. And then number one is the 49ers. See, uh, I, have a, I have a hate against McDaniel yes. and I want the Dolphins to be on hard knocks so badly because oh, I just yeah. can't imagine that guy you know motivating a group of NFL athletes I can't picture it. I've seen some videos of him being okay in, like in lock him after a win but like I I, I, I don't know I, <laughs> I think he has some weird like OCD or something to where he's like a nerd and the thing that he's good at is like taking apart a defense yeah. and as- assembling an offense. Like, I just can't see how that guy is leading a group of men, like 300-pound NFL players. I don't know. It's, yeah, I know. it's weird to me. The personality I, doesn't seem to fit what you're talking about. Like, I agree. No. I got the 49ers number one. I know both, both – I don't know they lost last week. Um, and certainly when you take away Debo and McCaffrey, they're not the same team. But uh, 49ers offense would be a heck of a Super Bowl. It would probably mm-hmm. you know, be really high scoring. Uh, one one uh, omission I put on there are the Bills. I think the Bills are in trouble. And I think what you're seeing is what the Patriots said a little bit too much with Tom Brady is besides Diggs, their offense says nothing. They don't, no. they don't even try to run the ball. 
And Josh Allen is great, but he also will make mistakes if you make him the mm -hmm. primary you know, runner of the ball. So I think the Bills can definitely step up, but I think they're, they, get some, they get some flaws. So Absolutely. that's my top right now. Um, I'm sticking to it. All right. Any thought? Any thoughts on that? Any big disagreements? You know, the Niners could be undefeated if they made a kick. So yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Niners number one, absolutely. They they are the easy top Super Bowl favorites right now. Which I'm not a fan of Shanahan either. That oh, I, I either, like him. So, I like him a little yeah. bit more. But yeah, I, I don't have any problems with that. I agree. 49ers on top for sure, and Miami is really good as well. Mm -hmm. And the worst teams, the Panthers. We're, Patriots are down there. The I Panthers. Was gonna say, we're we're never gonna get the Panthers. I don't know. Bryce Young doesn't look so great compared to CJ Stroud either. So. All right, that's going to do it for this week's Trojan Talk. It was a great episode. Got a lot of Patriots mm -hmm. talk in there. Um, we'll see you next week for another episode, and have a great day, everybody.